You're listening to episode two of Her Holy Hustle podcast. Today, we have on Sarah Dalton, who is a productivity coach for mompreneurs. She's the founder of A Simply Big Life, an online community that empowers women to step out of overwhelm and live each day in alignment with their values. She creates tools like the Peace and Productivity Planner, as well as her upcoming online course that help women lighten the mental load and create space in their lives for what matters most. Sarah is the host of Your Simply Big Life podcast, where she has weekly conversations with like-minded women and offers inspiration on all things simplifying and living an intentional life. She is passionate about helping women learn to find their unique balance and flow with both peace and productivity. So you guys, this conversation was amazing, like totally fire. Like if you think of that emoji, that fire emoji, like this, that is the emoji that is would describe this conversation that we had. And it was just so spirit-led. We both were praying that God would give us the words for the conversation and he showed up and he showed off and it was so good. Um, So we talk about Enneagram, we talk about intuitive eating and Christianity in the realm of business, which I think is very unique to talk about all those things in business. And we just, we talk about simplifying your morning routines and simplifying time with, with God and what that can look like uniquely for you. But we talk about a bunch of other stuff too. Um, So just get ready, buckle up. And I will warn you that this um, interview, it went a little long because there's just so many things I wanted to keep asking her. So it actually went an hour and a half. I think it was an hour and 36 minutes long. So um, if you see the time on it, you're like, whoa, that is too long for me, Nyla. I want you to remember, you can always pause a podcast and come back to it. That's how I get through the hour and 15 minute ones or the hour and 30 ones. So just, um, yeah, just take it slow and do a little bit here and there. Listen to 10 minutes while you're driving. Listen to 15 minutes when you're folding laundry. And yeah, you're going to want to listen to the end, guys. This was just, it was so good. And I know it's going to bless everybody. And you're going to get extra blessed if you listen from start to finish because there's so many golden nuggets in this. So um, I just, I'm so excited. So let's jump in. Running your own business is stressful. Nah, it doesn't have to be that way. Welcome to Her Holy Hustle Podcast, where we teach you to hustle with God so your business is run with His abilities and wisdom, not your own. I'm your host, Nyla Weave. I know what it's like to start a business and feel like a chicken with no head running around that farmyard. So stressed with marathon long to-do lists and all the contradicting opinions of business gurus of what is best to do. But I also know what it's like to start seeing God as my business partner. What a difference doing business His way makes on both my sanity and success. I'm on a mission to redefine the word hustle. As Christians in business, we don't have to toil as the world does for success, but can hustle with God. A kind of hustle that is productive and peaceful. Where our businesses don't run us, we run them. Where we can clearly hear God's voice for business decisions. With Jesus as your CEO, you can do business full of spirit-led strategy that's effective and enjoyable. Stick around and you can expect solo episodes by me, but also some amazing interviews with other Christian entrepreneurs and how they include God into their business. Hear about things they learned the hard way, things they wish they would have been doing from day one, and their practical advice for you to keep him first, even in crazy busy seasons of life and business. Ready to learn and be encouraged? Let's dive in.
Are you a business owner? Do you sometimes find yourself stress eating or emotional eating or overeating or binge eating when you have so much to do, so many meetings to go to, so many emails and DMs to reply to, and so many projects on the go? That's a lot, and no wonder sometimes you turn to food to cope with those things that make up a busy entrepreneur life. But guess what? I have you covered, friend. I have created a Joyful Eats journal, and it's a guided mindful eating journal that is 10 weeks long, and it's got 10 lessons in it, and it's got me guiding you through it as your mindful eating coach, and it really is going to take you from the titles of overeater, stress eater, emotional eater, binge eater, and exchange those unwanted titles for a joyful eater. So let me teach you everything I literally know about mindful eating in this 10-week guided journal. And if you're like, Nyla, I hate to journal, that's okay. These are very short journaling exercises. Some of them are like fill in the blanks or jot notes in charts. It's intended for women on the go who, who wanna change their eating habits and learn how to slow down eating so food is more enjoyable so they can honor their fullness cues more. But it's intended so someone for someone who is busy so it's not going to take up a lot of your time, but it's going to be super impactful. And this is priced at it would its value is $300 Canadian, but I am going to be selling it for $35 Canadian. Yeah, you heard that right. All of this information is normally what I would be sharing my one-on-one clients, intuitive eating clients. I would be sharing with them over the course of three hour-long sessions. Um, But I have actually combined it into a journal for you because it's just such an important message. And I find that all my clients, they come to me with that common theme of of overeating and wanting to slow down and essentially just this desire of I want to enjoy food more how and mindful eating is how you do that so there's a link in the bio to check out the joyful eats journal and I know it's going to change your life and tell a girlfriend about it and do it together do this 10-week challenge together and it hold each other accountable and it honestly is gonna be so good Welcome back to Her Holy Hustle podcast. Today I have another interview guest and I'm so excited you guys because this girl is, she was the first podcast that I was on. She gave me a chance. I just, it was a dream of me to be a guest on a podcast and I emailed her and I'm like, do you think I could be on your podcast and like talk about intuitive movement? I don't think you've really talked about that and simplifying movement and you're big on simplifying things. And she's like, yeah, girl. And I was just like, I was like, this is awesome. So she made a dream come true for me. And it was just such a cool experience. So I was like, when thinking about what guests do I want to have on first for an interview, I was like, it has to be Sarah Dalton. So welcome Sarah to the show. Oh my gosh, Nyla. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to chat with you again. It's seriously, it was so fun having you on my podcast and I absolutely, I love your energy and I love being around you. So this is a joy. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll link in the show notes, that episode that we yeah. did on your podcast. Um, your simply big life is your podcast. And we talked about intuitive movement. So I'll link that and then go binge, listen to all her podcast <laughs> episodes because they're good ones. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It was, that was a great conversation that helped me a lot, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad. That's the point of a podcast mm-hmm. is to essentially help people. So. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. Love it. 
Well, we have some icebreaker questions. I don't know why I say we, like it's just me. There's not two, there's not two hosts on here. Me and my dog. Yeah. I don't have a dog, but I've been working on my husband for a few years and we had breakthrough breakthrough this week. He agreed to get a dog. So that's huge. Yeah. So I don't know when, but he agreed and we're like, we're training right now by watching canine intervention on Netflix. Oh my gosh. You guys are so cute. I love it. My dog. Yeah. My golden doodle is my little podcasting buddy. She's actually not right now, but I have a mat. You can't see obviously everyone listening, but on the other side of my desk, a little blue mat and she'll like just lay there and be like a nice quiet. Usually she's quiet unless the mailman comes, but she's like my podcasting buddy. I'm like, did you like that episode? Yeah. I love that so much. I think on our podcast on or our episode on your podcast, I think I could hear her little feet in there. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's so cool. So fun. I think I say we because I was kind of studying hosts, like listening to podcasts and kind of just trying to see how they how they host, like questions yes. they ask. And one that yeah. I really listened to a lot, it had two hosts. So I think I picked up the we from them. That totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably <laughs> that's where funny. that's coming from. But I guess I have some icebreaker questions. Yes, I'm excited. Yeah. So first one is what is the best thing you recently ate? Okay. So the first thing that popped into my mind was Baroni's pizza. Every Friday night we have, it's our pizza and movie night as a family. And so Baroni's specifically though, it's actually like, it's very nostalgic for me. It's so the pizza's good, but it also reminds me of, it's actually where my dad, like he grew up and he worked there as like a pizza delivery man. So whenever we get it, I'm like, I'm like thinking of all the stories all my childhood. So that was, uh, that was the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah. Oh, I love that when you pick yeah. a food cause it tastes good, but also because you want to like yeah. have a, a walk down memory lane. Cause totally definitely transport us to a, a, like a happy yesterday gone by. So I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Is, <laughs> is that a just like, is that a chain in the States or is it a single restaurant? So no, it's a single restaurant. I don't, I'm pretty sure it's not a chain. It's like a family owned one of those like unique. Yeah. Okay. Cause we don't have, we don't have that in Canada. So I was thinking maybe that's just a States thing. Yeah. What's your favorite like toppings for. Yeah. I was going to say, so sausage, pepper, and onions. That's my, that's my go-to. Um, I don't get too crazy. Like I don't like the whole pineapple deal or, you know, but I also don't like just cheese. (laughs) Oh my goodness. We're the opposite. I love cheese pizza. And I also love Hawaiian pizza. Like that's hilarious. I'm team pineapples do belong on a pizza. That's (laughs) That's so so funny. funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. (laughs) No, that's okay to each their own, like own your food preferences, honor that satisfaction factor. So yeah, absolutely. Mm Well, I want to try that. Um, the sausage and peppers and onions. I've never yeah. tried that on a pizza. So I kind of oh, want to try that. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. It's my go-to. Yeah. yeah. I have to try that. <laughs> um, so what is also your favorite form of self-care right now? Yes. So, okay. So we have actually been able to like the gym I go to, um, go back to some in-person classes. So really, in-person yoga classes, I would say specifically, but also just going to the specific place we go to, there's like the steam room and the sauna. And, and like, that was again, when I read that question, I was like, that's, that's my first, it's like, that's fully me time. I'm not, I'm at the gym. I'm not really able to do work or anything else unless I bring it with me, (laughs) but, but right. Like that's for me, the self-care it's that 
where I'm able to be fully present and, you know, let go of anything else and take care of me. So Mm -hmm. especially yoga. Yeah. When I'm on my yoga mat, I don't have my phone. I don't have anything. And so that, that really feels like indulgent in the best way. Mm-hmm. Very like restorative, like yoga is yeah. restorative, but so is that steam room and mm-hmm. all of those things you mentioned. So, oh, that sounds yeah. so good. I know <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah, no, I love, I'm a certified yoga teacher. So I am, I'm all about yoga. Like it's just it. feels good. It really does. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because of you, um, you had a guest on your podcast, Denica, I think is how yes. you say yes. And I started checking out her um, unshaken yoga yep. videos on YouTube. And I'm like, these are so, so cool. Good. It's like a Bible study and yoga at the same I know. time. Like it's wild. It's she's super, super. I mean, she's amazing. And I just feel like her membership and her videos, all of everything she offers is really unique in that way that I do. I feel like, and we're, I know we're going to dive into this too, but that's for me with my relationship with God and my faith. It's like anywhere again, that I can sort of bring him into what I'm doing and like, bringing that into yoga, which makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself. And, and then you have that time where you can kind of meditate on either a scripture or, and you know, anything like that. It's, it's pretty cool. So I love how she combined the two for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like physical self-care with the yoga, the stretches, the strengthening mm-hmm. moves, but then it's that spiritual self-care too with the, exactly. with the Bible verse component. So yeah. Well, thank yeah. you for telling me about that resource. Cause yes. that's cool. Dig yes. into that, so. Go check her out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then last question is what podcasts or podcasts are you loving lately? Yes. Okay. So I'm really excited to share this. I actually just interviewed her on my show and that will be coming out soon, but it's called lean out your business with Krista Grasso. So, and it's, I feel like that's going to be perfect for the women listening here too, right? Because that simplicity, like simplifying entrepreneurship and, So her whole thing is leaning out, simplifying, clearing out the things that are not for you either in this season of your business or really like clearing out that busy work that we, you know, trying to do all the things and focusing on what's really going to move the needle for you in your business. Hmm. So her podcast is amazing. And then she's just starting, like she just started it, um, I think in February. So, but already like she's got, you know, the interviews along with those solo ones. So definitely go check her out. Yeah. Yeah. I want to check that out. It's almost like, um, minimal, minimal, I can never say this word, like minimalism for your uh-huh. business. No, instead yeah. of just like your house or your work, exactly. your business. Exactly. Yeah. I told her, I was like, I feel like, I mean, I'm so drawn to her and I feel like basically we're very similar. We're like the same person and we're, she's speaking specifically to women in their business. And I'm speaking a lot to right. Like moms in their home, but in every area of life. Um, but oh my gosh, we're like totally on the same page. I'm like, yeah, let's clear that clutter. <laughs> yes. Oh, I want to check that out. It, yeah. it is hard though, to clear the clutter when like, you're like, you want to downsize, but maybe your spouse doesn't. It, yes. Yeah. That's a, it's that's true. a thing. That's that is a thing. It's real. Cause yep. I'm married yep. to an Enneagram six and they're very much so like security motivated. Mm, so they're like, what yeah. if we need that cardboard box later, which is legit. You might need a cardboard box to pack something later. Like it is legit, but I'm like, let's I get rid it. of all the things. And like, yeah. so you got to find that balance. Sometimes you can't always like clutter as much as you want. Find that middle yeah. area. 
Definitely. Uh, honestly, and this just applies to everything, but I feel like that makes me feel or think of the I, fact that we, we are all so different. We're all so unique. And that's why, at least from what the way I teach productivity or anything that I share, I'm like, this is not like a rule. This is not the rule or the end all be all. And I know you're the same way. It's that let's check in with who you are, who, how were you created? What's your personality? Like, what's your Enneagram number? How do you approach clutter? Does it affect you? Like some people, it doesn't even affect, right? So I, anyway, well, we can dive more into that of just that clarity piece whenever we're designing anything in our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, before we get started on that, <laughs> let's, let's, I already shared your yeah. bio before we clicked like, okay. uh, not record, but I'd love if you just start by sharing like who you are and what, what you're passionate about doing. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a mom. I am also a stepmom, And so I have, um, oh my gosh, let me go. What are their ages? Seven <laughs> and nine. And then two, my two stepsons are in high school. Um, so I'm a wife and a dog mom, as I mentioned. Um, and then I'm a productivity coach for mostly for mompreneurs. I feel like that's what I've really you know, as I've been building my business and been really diving into like, that's because that's who I was. I'm really talking to the me five years ago (laughs) who needed, right, this encouragement and these rhythms, Um, but mostly, but, you know, really women in general. And just this idea, I'm passionate about helping women reclaim their time, optimize their energy, and again, get that clarity piece of how they operate in life, in their home, in all the roles, the different roles that we play. Like I mentioned all my role, you know, my roles and cause it can be a challenge to balance all the things. And I personally believe in balance and it's just a way, right. Of it's kind of how your perspective on it. So I'm huge on helping women. Ultimately what it comes down to is redefining for you what does success look like? What does productivity mean? What does, you know, and like I said, then what does balance mean to you? So I can't answer that for you. It's really taking women through that process of finding out for yourself. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I've never heard that put that way. That balance is very personal, that it, what's balanced living for me might look very different than you. I've never, I've heard the word balance and a lot of podcasts on it, but never said that way. So I love that. I'm all about intuitive eating and finding that customized way of eating and approaching exercise that fits for you. But you're saying that do that with balance to intuitive living. Yeah. Yes. I love that so much. Yes. Cool. Yeah. When when, when you're talking, it reminded me of that quote where it's like, I don't exactly know. I'm going to kind of like butcher it a little bit, but it's like, you're holding, you're juggling all these balls in the air, but like some of them are okay to drop. Cause some are, mm-hmm. some are just plastic. And so figure out which ones are the glass ones that are really important. So it's kind of like, yes. that's what you're doing with ladies, helping them um, identify what are the glass balls and which yep. ones are the plastic ones that nothing's going to shatter or be ruined if you let them go or drop them today or don't get to them. Exactly. And so that's, that's a huge, I love that visual because it is oftentimes we, you know, yeah, the plastic or the rubber balls, the ones that'll just bounce, like however you want to picture that in your mind. But oftentimes, right. We're really treating, again, we're treating the, the rubber balls like they're glass. And the things we're like really trying to keep those in the air, whether it be, and they can feel, that's the thing. I think sometimes that 
that's the struggle is that it feels in the moment very pressing. It's like those fires that we need to put out the things, but ultimately when we're at the end of our life, right. Or when our head hits the pillow at the end of the day, did we, you know, what are those glass balls, the things that are going to make us feel like I can rest easy because I filled my children's cups today. I had an amazing conversation with my husband. And like, again, it's going to be those, those glass balls are going to be different for all of us. Yeah. Cause you teach a lot about like value-based living and designing mm-hmm. your days around your values. Yes. So your, I guess, values are kind of like those glass exactly. balls. So identifying yep. your, your values. And if you're not sure what we're talking about, when we say that she has some great episodes on identifying yeah. your, your personal values and how to design your days around that. So definitely yes. go check out some of her, her episodes about that. Um, today, we're going to talk about the topic of like simplifying morning routines and simplifying time with God. So can you walk us through your, your morning routine, which is funny because that's a question that you, you used to be <laughs> asking it. some of your, yes. your guests, like what's your morning routine? So I'm going to throw the question to you. What does that look like? And how do you incorporate Uh, the Lord into your morning time? Yes, I do. I love this question. And um, I feel like, again, my take on routine is more, it's a flexible framework. So it's not a rigid set of rules. It's not follow these steps to an amazing morning routine. It's literally, it's doing the work on the front end. What are the things that I want to incorporate or need to incorporate into my morning in order for me to show up as my best self, to be for all the things, all the roles that I know I'm going to play during the day today. How can I set myself up for success? So that's how I view my morning routine and why I think it's so important. Um, Personally, I am a morning person too. So that helps. I'm also learning. There's so many, again, it's just these personalities. Like we're not all morning people. So that's why there's no way I can tell a mom who has either right. Like, or a woman who either she's just a night owl or she's got little, little, little babies. Right. I can't tell you to wake up an hour earlier before your kids. And like, that's always going to work. Like it just doesn't work that way. So that being said for me, my morning routine is ever always evolving seasonally, even I'm just, I keep it very, very flexible, very grace filled. Um, and so, but I also have like a plan. I have a clear intention at the same time. So it's, again, I think it's holding both of those. It's not either, or it's holding it's both. And Mm -hmm. so for me, what it looks like is, and honestly, in this season, it's been interesting, especially after we just lost an hour. My, I really enjoy not setting an alarm clock, which can not always be super helpful. Um, I'm playing with that. Again, I'm playing with that element, but I love the idea of listening to my body in that way and honoring my body if I need more sleep. Um, because I never go past, right. There's, I never really go past a time where, I mean, my kids will wake me up if, if, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but I know they'll eventually wake me up. So that being said, what it looks like right now, coffee is the kicker offer, like (laughs) kicker (laughs) offer of the routine. It is the always, um, you know, and the evening routine like sets me up for that is because I already have the coffee going. So I get up pour myself a cup of coffee. And that's sort of my, my trigger to say, okay, this is starting my morning routine. Um, and it's like the, the domino for the other habits, because ultimately the way, again, the routine is just a sequence of habits that happen regularly. That's my definition for a routine. So 
uh, the coffee and then my grounding time. So I sit pretty much in the same chair every day. Um, because it's just, again, it's like the environment that reminds me that this is the time to do these things. It's the time for me to what I do. I have my journal, uh, my planner and my Bible. And if I'm reading a book as well, and it's, it's not, it's a, like a spiritual book, like something a lot, like to help me get closer to God that I read first thing. I'm sometimes reading like a couple different books, but those don't enter into my grounding morning time. So it's really from there. It's just, those are my elements, right? It's the writing, the, the reading, the writing, and, um, the planning are like my three non-negotiables for my grounding time. So I call it my grounding time because right, it just gets me grounded in my day and what I need to do, reminding me of who I am. And again, like whose I am as well. Um, I'm playing around. So that's my non-negotiables, but I'm playing around with putting in the movement, the intuitive movement, which is still a thing. Like, where do I plug that in in my day? I'm still trying to figure that out. Because again, if I don't, it depends on what time I wake up. So I'm playing around with that. And that's where the grace comes in. That's where the flexibility comes in. Is it really right now that important for me in this season to include the movement into my morning? It's not a non-negotiable. It's not because I can move, put it into another part of my day. So that's how I look at it. Um, but I have my grounding and then I do my reset, which so it's almost like in my morning, there's a couple different routines, but that's my grounding routine. Then I have my reset where I throw in a load of laundry. I get the kids ready. I get dressed. We make our beds, right? It's resetting the house and ourselves for the day. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like I could talk about, like we are doing a whole episode on it, but that is, yeah, that's basically what it looks like. <laughs> I love that you use the word playing. Like I, I would always say like ex experiment with it, but you're yeah. saying playing and that's your seven Enneagram. Oh my gosh, it is. That's Let's funny. make this fun. But I love that because I'm an Enneagram three and I forget to sometimes add play into my life. Yeah. And my business coach is teaching me like you actually need to add play in your life. Like it's actually going to be really beneficial for your um, business when you take like those playful breaks just for yes. the sake of doing it because it's joyful, not because it's productivity yeah. focused and so I love just when you said play like play with it figure out what <laughs> works cool you. and so <laughs> yeah just encourage the women listening like play with your morning routines and it doesn't have to look like Sarah's it can be shorter if you want yes, to like yes I know I was listening to your podcast and you were talking about some of your morning routines and I, I started kind of experimenting and I'm like, I started experimenting with like journaling and all mm. these different things. And it just wasn't working. It took a couple months and I finally found one and it was like eating my breakfast. Cause I wake up pretty mm -hmm. hungry, eat my breakfast in my house coat and my slippers. Yeah. And I grab a blanket and I just wrap myself in a blanket on the couch and I just sit there with Jesus and I just pray over the day. And that's my morning routine. And it's only two love steps. It. And that's okay, but maybe you like a 15 step or a five step. So I love exactly. this conversation, how it's very like, um, it doesn't have to look one way is what the theme is so far. Yes. And just make yep. it work for you. Absolutely. I love that so much. And that, I mean, and that's really, that is what, what we're talking about. That's why I love you so much and resonate. I'm always drawn towards the intuitive eating, the intuitive movement, because truly that's what it is. It's to me, it's that intuitive living what feels right. And also, again, it's the seasons, like what makes sense 
for you right now and Mm -hmm. what's working for you and not holding. So holding it loosely. I think that's what I definitely, I wasn't always good at this and I still struggle of like, once I set a routine or once I like start experimenting with a habit, I'm like, I have to just keep going with it for, for, but why, like who says, because we get, we're making the rules, like as far as like designing our life. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See it like a trial period. Like I use Canva to create like graphics. A lot of entrepreneurs do. And I recently, recently did their free 30 day trial to upgrade, Mm -hmm. but I was just seeing it as a trial and I I wasn't actually intending to buy it. I was just like, I just want to use this for free for a month. (laughs) But like see your morning routines as a trial just to see like Love it. Um, see if this will work. And if not, I will cancel it at any time. And it doesn't mean I'm a failure. It just meant like, I just learned. I love that the concept yeah. of there's no failing in life. There's just yep. learning, just yep. learning opportunities. So yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Cancel it at any time. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um, was there a time in your life where maybe mornings were not the way you described or they? Yeah. Can you talk oh, about yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I will say literally probably it kind of my, my whole personal development journey and my relationship with God, like rebuilding that, um, has really been over the last five years. Um, so when, and that kind of also coincided with my business, I feel like I, you know, I don't think that was by chance. It was all sort of, once I started getting that clarity, I think, you know, all ships rise with the tide. Like once you start building one area and sort of moving forward in one area, your other areas of your life naturally kind of follow suit. So yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. With, I struggled to really stick to any kind of habit or routine that, you know, in that way, especially because again, I think being a seven, I was like, it was more like I was kind of airing on that unhealthy seven side where I was like, I don't need any routine. Like I'm good. I can just do whatever I want. But it was definitely, I could, I can, I could tell the difference. Um, So I actually started with the first thing that, uh, well, okay. The morning with Hal Higdon, Miracle Morning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I read Mm -hmm. that. That's actually, I can remember now. And again, that, but now I look back on it. So I started with that book um, because I saw a need. I think that's the thing. I just, I felt like there was a void or there was something, there was just no rhyme or reason um, to how I started my day. And it, it definitely, I, I could tell, like there wasn't a whole lot of intention behind what I was doing. Um, and that coincided again with being a young mom when with young kids, like that's, that's different. It just was, it was different and it's, and it's okay. (laughs) Like it's okay. But I think it was like, I was ready. It was almost like I was ready to step it up and to like find, my version of a morning routine. So I did, I started with that book and then, but that, that can be overwhelming. That book is a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the opposite of what we're talking about. It's literally like a plan, <laughs> like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So I, that's the thing I started there and I was like, Oh, well I have to do this. I have to do it this way. And eventually slowly, but surely I was like, Nope, I'm going to eliminate that. Nope. I'm going to eliminate that. Oh, I'm going to add that in here. So it's literally like, Again, I love how you said, like how you pulled that out that I said that because I didn't even realize it, but that playing with it until it fits you in this season. So Mm -hmm. there's, there was definitely, yeah, that was, it was not, did not always look like that and, or like it does now. And I will say the hope and the beauty of it is now that if I don't have those three foundational things of like sitting 
reading, writing, um, and, you know, I'm playing with the meditation, but reading, writing, and planning, um, then it feels off for like off, off. So I'm like, it's so ingrained in me. And I do believe that that's the beauty of habits and the beauty of, you know, creating that routine that if it's meant for you and if it really fits with who you are in your life, like you're going to feel the difference if you don't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's such a good filter. Like, do I actually Mm -hmm. notice when I don't do this? Is it worth doing? Or maybe something else is going to have more return of investment of my time. But it's interesting that you bring up that book because I was, I read that book a couple years ago and I started doing everything it said. Like, I feel like there's like 10 steps in it. Yeah. It's a lot. It's it's overwhelming. It feels good when you do it, but it's not like, it just takes a lot of time and it felt very rigid. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm, yeah, I just, I kind of just stopped all 10. Cause I'm like, right. if I can't, it was that exactly. all or nothing mindset. It's like, if yep. I can't do all 10, then it's not 100%. worth doing it all. But now I've yep. learned like, you know what, find even one step out of that, exactly. like meditation in the morning yeah. on, on just, or deep breathing, or just like mm-hmm. meditating on one Bible verse. It doesn't have to be a whole chapter or, or just, um, listening to some nature sounds, something calming to start your day off on a calm note, instead of just jumping out of bed and like working on yeah. your to-do list. It just exactly. will really set the tone for your day. If you start off even in a couple minutes of just calm or silence or peaceful, whatever that means for you. And yeah. Yeah. But um, I would, will just note like some of those things in that miracle Monday, it's a, or not miracle Monday, miracle morning. <laughs> yeah. I've actually started to slowly add into my like miracle evening and yes. started in the evening. And at first I'm like, this is wrong. All of this stuff has to be in the yeah. morning. People always say they do it in the morning, but it's like, no. you know what? It works for me in the evening to do my little five minute meditation app. So I'm going to do it before bed and that's okay. Exactly. Yep. I think again, it, for me, it goes back. It's just those pieces. Like what is, what is the habit? What is the behavior? Well, first it's like, what do you want? Like, what's the point? What's the goal? What is the outcome you want? Right? Like either you want to reconnect to your body. You want to, so you can do that any time of the day, right? You want to reconnect to God. You can do that any time of the day. Like if you want to set yourself up for, you know, a calm day, then do something along the lines in the morning, right? If you want to prepare your body for sleep, do something in the evening, but it just, it's like getting that clarity first of like, what is, what am I aiming for? And then what are the different behaviors against like pulling out the one or two things? I mean, really starting with the one, like you said, that will help you get that outcome. And then, because I do believe that's, again, that's the beauty of it is they build on each other and it's a natural progression. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, like you said, like asking yourself, why am I doing this? And sometimes for that miracle, um, I keep wanting to say Miracle Monday because I wrote a book a couple years ago called Miracle Monday. So then I keep mixing it up. Miracle Morning. But uh, that book, um, where was I I going with that? I don't even know what I was going to say. I have a little brain fart there, as they say. (laughs) What a gross saying. I love it. I totally get this. (laughs) Um, Oh, I know what I was going to say. Asking yourself, like, why am I doing this? Because with that book, I was doing it just because I saw a bunch of other people doing it. And that's not a great reason to do it. Um, Do it because it makes you feel how you want to feel, not just because Sally was doing it and couldn't shut up about it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 100%. Totally agree. So I would love for you to chat about how making time in God's word a non-negotiable, how does that affect the rest of your day and your business? How do you see the, the payout of that? 
Yeah. So first of all, I love that you're doing this podcast and the like the name of it and just the the idea that it really sparks in me when I hear that um, and when I see you know your questions and of just this idea of really inviting God into our business because I, I'll be honest, I feel like it it hasn't it's not a natural thing like it's not my natural inclination when I'm planning my day or when I'm looking over the things I need to do for my you know in my business um, it's more like I was in but I'm getting there. I think that's the thing. I'm realizing how amazing that is to have that as uh, him as your business partner, really, because it's like I really was. And honestly, even in my in my relationship with food and my body, I feel like there were always areas of my life that I was like leaving him out of. Mm. And I was like, OK, I'm going to bring you in and I'll read my Bible in the morning and I'll pray. And then, you know, we'll go to church and I'll and I'll like teach my kids about, you know, but it was like, OK, but my issues with food and my body are over here and they're mine sort of. And like my business is over here and like, you don't really need to worry about that because Mm. well, you don't like, Mm -hmm. which is just so crazy to say out loud because I'm like, well, that is so not, at least in my view. So my, I guess my view of God is that it's, I want to have a relationship with him, like a evolving a real live back and forth conversational, like tell him how I'm actually feeling. Cause he already knows, but like, what am I struggling with? What do I really want out of my business? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's really freeing to start to bring him into all the areas of my life. But I definitely, I know that it's, it's, it's more new. It's more new to me. Um, but again, kind of like we were saying with just any any part of my morning routine, the three non-negotiables, again, if they're in which the reading part is, is reading script scripture. So if I didn't like quite clarify that, but that's, that's what it is. And I feel like if any piece of that is missing, then it really does. If it feels like part of me, like it wasn't whole, like I'm mm. not, I'm like sort of running on not as much fuel as I could be. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. I didn't fully fill that tank, mm-hmm. um, in the way that I could have. So again, I, I'm, I, I'm playing with it. <laughs> I'm like experimenting with what that actually looks like. Um, and my relationship with God, it's, it's sort of, as far as prayer, I think the reading and the writing and the journaling about that, almost like I almost write my prayers out mm-hmm. praying in like the traditional sense, if you will, of like, that's always been more difficult for me. It does like sitting and praying almost like, okay, now I need to pray. That Mm -hmm. doesn't feel great to me always. Mm -hmm. So I'm like talking to him when I'm in the shower, I'm talking to him when I'm on my walks. I'm like, before we got on this conversation, I'm inviting him in. I'm talking to him, like asking him to give me that courage or the words that I can use, you know, to add value. So I really don't know if I answered your question. I feel like I just kept talking, but yeah, it's when I know for sure, when I invite him into the areas, to every area, there's, again, it's almost like I'm fully filling up that tank as opposed to like partially filling it up and trying to like play catch up through the rest of the day. 
Yeah, I like what stood out to me was you said freedom, like when you've started to incorporate him and ask him in to help you in different areas, you've experienced freedom. And I think sometimes there's a fear of like, if I invite you into this area, like you're going to change me and I'm going to be so uncomfortable and you might be uncomfortable, but like, it's going to be so freedom. Freedom is not a bad thing to feel at all. It's, it's like my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. And there's like no fear in it. And so just knowing when you invite him in, it's going to be like Sarah just said, it's going to be a freedom outcome. And you're going to be like, why didn't I invite him in sooner? So Mm. I love that you use that word. And um, I like to relate things to intuitive eating on this podcast. And when you were saying like, if you don't have the scriptures in your time with him, it made me think of like, when I have a meal that doesn't have carbs in it, I personally oh, find yes. carbs so satisfying, whereas my husband finds like meat so satisfying. So if yeah. he has a meal that doesn't have meat, he's like, he could maybe get physically full, but like that mental fullness, that satisfaction totally. factor isn't there, that cherry on top. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's carbs. So, and so it just, I try to have carbs at every yeah. meal. I just know that makes me just feel how I want to feel. And it just feels so mentally good and physically good that. for me. And that's what you're saying with time in the morning with scripture. It's almost like if you only had time for one thing, it's almost like you'd say like scripture yes. is what I would, I would drop the other two non-negotiables if yep. I had yep. the time in the word. Cause that is the, the not like the big kahuna. If you want. Oh say. my gosh. Yes. I love, I love how you kind of took that out out of what I said, because that's how it feels. That is how it feels. So I think it's like getting clear on what that thing is for you and that piece of your relationship with them, because for some, it might be that, that talking or that connection. Right. So yeah, I think that's definitely, that's a really good way to look at it. I like that. And I loved how you said you like to write out your prayers. And yeah. um, I find it hard to just sit and pray unless it's in the morning. Like when I'm kind of sleepy, I do. That's like the rare time in my day yeah. that I'm okay to just sit and pray. But mostly I like to walk and pray is how I just feel like I can focus yeah. better if I'm outside in nature and praying. But I know some people will draw and pray. So it's, there's no, mm-hmm. just find, mm-hmm. again, it's that whole theme of like, find what works for you for how how you want to pray over your day and your business. So would you be willing to share some things that you find yourself often praying over your business? Ooh. Oh, (laughs) so honestly, probably I would say the thing that I'm most asking for is clarity because Mm -hmm. is clarity around like whether it's a new project or, you know, a message, messaging, like content, something to put out there, but just clarity of like, because for me, that's where it all starts. Like if I'm clear on who I'm talking to, what my message is. And ultimately, cause I, I combine that with, or I associate that with, right. The, the calling and the mission that he's like, that he has equipped me for. And I really think, and like, you, like you're doing with this, I feel like they're two and of the, they're the same, like in my business, That's part, how can I, you know, keep going down that path that will help me to accomplish that mission Mm. Um, and like have it stay in alignment with who he's created me to be and, you know, the way, like my personality, all the ways that, again, that he created me so uniquely. So just, I would say if it, like in different ways, but I'm always, it's basically, I'm asking for clarity and just to open my eyes if there's new opportunities, like to see things from his perspective as much as Mm. possible. Oh, I like that. Inviting him in 
Help me to see the situation or this choice from your perspective. Give me your eyes. Ooh, I love that. I'm going to use that. (laughs) I have not thought to pray that over my business. So, and you said you were praying like before this podcast, like give me the words to install value to the women listening. And I was just reading in my Bible this morning, um, I do sometimes in the morning, um, like I have my little morning routine, but then when my husband gets up, we do a little um, time in the word together. So it's like, I almost have like two little separate morning routines, which is fine. Yeah. And, but we were reading in Matthew and it was saying like, don't worry, like at the right time, the Holy Spirit's going to give you the right words. Mm. And it was just like, ah, that applies for when you're on a podcast in a meeting or someone asks you a question about your faith, just trust. Like, I don't have to worry. Like, in that moment, he will supply. He's Jehovah Jireh, my mm. provider. Like he'll supply words when I yeah. need them. So that's kind of I what you were that. you were praying for. You're like, yes. give me words and scripture affirms like he wants to do that. That's his will. Yeah. I love that. That's mm-hmm. so cool. So one of the fruit of the spirit is peace and you're all about <laughs> peaceful productivity. Yes. And I know for a long time, I thought if I was going to be productive in my day, it had to be the opposite of peaceful. It had to be like hurry, rushing. And I've learned that the voice of like, hurry, hurry, hurry in my head is like the voice mm. of the enemy. Like God is for peace and hurry mm-hmm. is the opposite of peace. So what would you say, like, what would be your tips for the woman who's like, I want to be productive, but I want to do it in a peaceful way. And I feel like I'm struggling with like rushing and yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So yeah, this is the thing that I could just talk about forever because truly I, again, me with my balanced loving self that I'm like, and the both and I don't, and also the way I view productivity, I think is not, I think I know it's different than what we assume, right? It's to me, it's not getting more done. It's not checking off all the things on the list, but it really is incorporating. It's ultimately my definition of productivity is accomplishing what you set out to accomplish. So in a given day, in a given week, and, and that literally could be one thing. It could be three things, which is, you know, my, my go-to is picking three things, but we can talk about that. So but it's whatever you set out your intention at the beginning of the day or at the beginning of the week that you accomplish that. And I say that's productive. I, Mm. and it can literally, and that's why I say, I believe, I say, I believe my, you know, my view on it is that rest is productive, Mm. that those play breaks you're talking about, that's productive. Like, because you are intentionally adding those in to your day for a very intentional reason to feel the way you want to feel to really, again, kind of, and, and ultimately there's so much science behind that too. The reality of going, going, going that we are not built that way. We are not, our brains need breaks. They need short breaks and then also longer breaks, like whether that's on the weekend or vacations, but truly where we're unplugging. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think so much of the time it's the mindset piece behind that is just reframing again, what does productivity mean to you? Mm. Um, And then I love, so I think that invites that piece in, right? Because when it's not about getting more done, it's about getting the right things done. So that begs the question then, what are the right things? And that goes back to that clarity piece, which I think that's, I mean, so my whole, my, my big vision, right, is to help women to become the CEOs of their life and their business. 
So getting that clarity, C, energizing, E, and organizing, O, CEO. So clarity is the first piece always. That's why I'm talking about it. And I, you know, that's like always what it bring it back to. What are, again, it's the values or like knowing that it's the whole process I take women through, but it's knowing what is important to you will Mm -hmm. help you to determine, okay, what are the tasks when we're talking about, like you're saying, like going down and doing A, B, C, D, and you like, hurry, 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 run through the to-do list. Um, Ultimately it's like, no, what are the things that will actually move the needle for me and help me to, at the end of the day, again, to feel like I accomplished what I set out to accomplish. Mm -hmm. I feel the way I want to feel. And that's why we're so aligned because again, it's that intuitive, like first you need to know how you want to feel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So again, so much of it is that clarity and that's what we can't necessarily, we can't give that answer. It's that inner work, but that's why I love, that's why we're here with the podcast, with the different communities, um, to keep that conversation going. Mm -hmm. So I do have, so that's the peaceful and the productivity. And then I have some like actual tips if you sure. want. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, are you, I bet I know, are you going to talk about like your energy audit? Is that one of your tips? Yeah. 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 Cool. Go yeah. for that. So, so literally I would say, yeah, I'll start with that. So energy management again, and then, so productivity includes our time, but I think, again, I think most people just think of time when they think of productivity, but it's our time our energy and our focus, our ability to focus. It's all three of those things. If any one of those things is sort of off or missing, we truly, it's gonna be really hard to be our most productive selves and to accomplish the things we want to accomplish. So as far as energy, I love energy management um, is another, it's like my favorite thing to talk about. So we have, you know, there's our physical, our mental, our emotional, our spiritual energy. And we all have different capacities in each of these areas, whether it's our natural capacity or right. Just that, like how, what actually fills us up, what replenishes that energy and then what depletes it. So knowing that for ourselves, I do, I have definitely just, that's really where I would say, first of all, keeping a time and energy log for about Mm. two weeks. That's probably the, not probably, that is where I would say to start is start there because then you can, from there, when you gather that information, that awareness piece, then you can audit it. You can look at it and say, okay, I was doing this and, and then my energy was here. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? And what time of day was it? What, what day of the week was it? Mm -hmm. Because energy sinking, I mean, that's a whole, again, so much, so much because with our monthly cycles, all the things, Mm -hmm. but just starting and just to keep it simple, (laughs) starting with that energy, that awareness of what replenishes your energy and what depletes it. Mm -hmm. Maybe just starting with keeping that list throughout the day of like, cause for me talking on podcasts, I get amped up. Like I get so energized and that's how I know for me, that's an an activity in my business that fits me, suits me, that is for Mm -hmm. me. So then when we're, again, when we're invested in that way, we're more naturally productive. Mm-hmm. So that's where the energy and syncing it up, just starting with the awareness. Um, but 
ultimately to the, the other piece, I mean, there's so many productivity tips, but I think the time blocking is the other thing that is huge has been really, really helpful for me, especially I don't, you know, a lot of my, the women listening, you know, and my community are working from home in some capacity. So setting office hours. And I know that we, we might talk about that a little bit uh, down the line, but just as far as this is when I'm going to work, this is when I'm going to, you know, and an ideal situation, like yeah. every week might look different. Um, but setting yourself up for success with the time blocking, basically giving your tasks a home in your calendar. Mm -hmm. That helps you again, when you know when you're going to do something and you know, they're the right things. That's the peace aspect. That's, you don't have to stress about, okay, I have this hour to work. What am I going to do? Yeah. It's like when you schedule, loosely with a flexible mindset. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're giving yourself your future self a gift. You're like, Oh, I know what I'm going to do in this hour. And it's an option. Like you don't have to, you can, if you're like, I really need a nap, actually, I'm Mm going to not work on that blog post. That's okay. But, um, yeah, I love that. And I loved how you use the words like play break earlier. You're like, Mm -hmm. we need those play breaks. And when you said that, Sometimes the Holy Spirit will just give me like pictures and imageries. And mm-hmm. he gave me this imagery of like Jesus and his disciples. And they're wearing like their Bible clothes, you know, the like yeah. bathrobes, but they're not bathrobes, but like, totally. and they're totally. on like this dirt, this dirt ground. And it's like in between, um, I don't know, like in between a, a sermon at the synagogues or a miracle of something. And the, the disciples and Jesus, I just saw in my head, like they're kind of playing kick, they're kicking a ball of some That's kind. That's cool. Yeah. And so it's like the Holy Spirit was saying to me through you, like even Jesus took play breaks. So if he Mm. saw the value of them, then we should too. And he was busy. He was successful, but he was peaceful. And some of those play breaks, because again, they're peaceful and joy is another fruit of the spirit too. And those play Mm. breaks are joyful. So that just came to mind when you were talking, but um, I love the energy audit, like, and, Mm. and telling women, okay, how do you want to feel? And now Mm -hmm. what activities make you feel that way and which ones don't? So I know for me, like multitasking do not, it does not make me feel peaceful and neither does like over pre-planning, like like, meal planning, like really far ahead. And it's like, I'm not even enjoying the benefits of this prep because I'm just like always prepping. I'm never even enjoying like that lull because I'm just- That's a good point. So like, yeah, I love what you're saying about that. That's so good and so practical. How do you want to feel? And then make a list of like, yeah, what activities mm-hmm. give me that feeling and what you take away. And just, yeah, like you said, your energy, when are yeah. you going to be the most, um, like the most, the best mindset to write a blog post yes, or yes. Instagram post? And when are you more so feeling like I actually, um, I just want to do some self-learning and listen to podcasts. And I bet like you, do you find that you do podcasts on a certain day of the week or or a certain time of the day? That I record them, like record mine. Yeah. Um, I'm working on that flow. Honestly, I do. I definitely know. Yeah. For me, it's like by Friday, I'm toast. Mm -hmm. Like I can't, you know, I'm definitely not. But even on Monday, I think on Monday, I'm not quite ready to jump in to like Mm -hmm. having those so I do think naturally I kind of, it's somewhere between Tuesday and Thursday. And mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. and even by Thursday, I'm starting to like, and that's today, but I'm starting to like wind down a little bit. And so doing more again, yeah. Matching those tasks with your energy. I'm like, 
I would say Tuesday and Wednesday are my sweet spot for having mm. like these conversations. And then by like Thursday, Friday, Fridays, when I do my weekly refresh, where I'm planning the next week, I'm like wrapping up the week that just happened, reviewing it, what went well, what can I improve yeah. on? And then um, just literally what are my essential tasks for next week? Mapping that out as much as possible. And I love, love what you said about not, we can absolutely take planning overboard. Like we could take anything, right? Any good thing we could, we can take it too far. Mm -hmm. Um, so finding for, I think that's another area where I know I've had to find my, my, my balance with that and what feels good and what's too much. So I plan my week every Friday. And then on Sunday, I check I check that plan with my husband, like check it against our, right? Like I do my plan and then we do our family plan. So, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let the week roll. Like I'm not mm. like going too crazy of like, did I, did I match it up exactly? Yeah. Like that's not, that's not the goal. Um, so yeah, so I definitely, and the more, more aware you are, the more you kind of write it down as you're, as you're going through, that's how you're going to find out, oh, but Mondays, I still am like chilling from the weekend a little bit and I'm not ready. Some, but some people are ready to go on Monday and some people need like a little transition. It's like a transition day yeah. and you do more admin type things and you do, you know, um, so it's like, yeah, I think definitely figuring that out, especially, yeah, for entrepreneurs who can, you can make your own schedule and figure out what works for you. Yeah. And planning, I think, should make your life more peaceful. It shouldn't be adding stress. Exactly. And I think when we hold that plan with a loose hand, I think mm -hmm. that's when that peaceful component comes in. Exactly. Yeah. So you're big on an essential list instead of a to-do list. Can you yes. share about what that is? Yes. Okay. So this is, I say everything's my favorite, but <laughs> I do. I, I It's really helped me. And um, it's really, I kind of make more like I make like a master list because we know, right. Especially as women, as moms, like there's this running to-do list. I think mm -hmm. that's the crazy, like the thing that people, when they say like, I'm stressed out, there's always something to do. And there really technically is, if you think about it. Um, but it's not always all for us <laughs> mm -hmm. and we allow it to stay, either stay in our brain or, or to muddy up. Like literally we write all the things down on this, like on our one day as like, there's no way you're going to get to all those things. And yeah. like deep down, you know it, but we're, there's like some part of us that's hoping maybe today's the day that I get through all the things. And the truth is, I think it's just accepting this, like the reality of the quote unquote to do this is that it's always going to be, it's always going to be multiplying just mm -hmm. that's life. There's always mm -hmm. going to be something else. So with that truth and taking that and knowing that for me, that was not helpful. I keep different kinds of lists. Um, cause I do love lists. I have my brain dump and that's where I think my brain dump list is probably other people's to-do list. Hmm. And that tells you something right there. Brain dump, meaning get it all out of your head because it hmm. needs a home out of your head. So you're not like holding onto it and stressing oh, about I love it. that. Then each week I go through my brain dump and I say, what can I delete? What can I delegate? And what can I automate? And I'm sure you guys have heard some form of that, but for me, that really truly what, what does not need to be done at all? Like what was in my brain that's has no place like in my life right now, there's more than we think that we can actually delete. 
Um, and then delegate, you know, what can you, what can you, yeah, ask somebody in your either, whether again, whether it's home or business, I have a brain dump for both. And so who, is there something I can delegate to somebody else to like Fiverr or, you know, whatever it is, if you don't, you know, an assistant, if you have one, um, or your husband. So then automate. And that's where this actually, this course that's coming up for me that I'm so excited about. It's that automation, the rhythms, creating these rhythms around the things, the tasks that we do recurringly, because these are in our home and our business and our personal energy, because these are the things that if we can save our precious energy, our mental energy on recreating them every single week, we know we need to do them. We're doing them every single week, but we're like wasting all of this time and effort to like figure out what's the order we're going to do these things and this and that. When you create rhythms, systems, habits, routines around the things that you do every week, um, then that energy is freed up to go after your big goals, to go after the things, the big tasks, the projects, the things that are really going to help you move the needle. So that's where the essentials list comes in because these are in my, you know, I have my, like I said, my top three from once you go weed out that brain dump, I move it to, okay, this needs to get done this week. Mm -hmm. And so, and then from there, so these are all the tasks, my essential tasks for the week go a step further. What are the top three? Mm. Literally ask yourself, it can be a challenge. It's a, it's a practice. It's a muscle to build. But if I could only get three things done, what, what would the three things need to be? Mm-hmm. Because life happens, right? Your kids yeah. get, like literally. So those are the things you're going to ideally front load into your week. Like make sure those are the priority, the things that you get done first. Mm-hmm. So the top three, but then also, and then the essential. So in my planner, for my week, I would say there's like 10 essentials and three like priorities. Hmm. So that's my list for the week, you know, but I also, the beauty is here's, here's the thing I think where people might be like, or have questions or be basically you have a, what I call the parking lot. So it's the ideas don't go or the tasks, the other things that do need to get done at some point, but not this week. They go into the parking lot. They're not lost. They're not, they're, they have a home. They have a home. They're safe. They're not going anywhere. You don't need to think about it. And you also don't need to do it this week. Mm. So. <laughs> so you can almost make like a parking lot list, which is, yep. which is kind of like your brain dump yeah. list, but, um, oh, I like that idea. And when you're talking about like make a list and then where can I delegate this? Where can I delete it? Or, or like, you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't need to be deleted right. or automated. Yeah. I'm thinking about it might be helpful to free up your brain, even write down your worries. And then all those worries are like, I'm delegating those to God. That ain't my department. Like you, love it. that's, that's not my problem, Satan. Like, why are you telling me about that? Why are you whispering that to me? That's take it up with him. Like, Oh, that's so good. So that's just what came so to mind, like from a biblical perspective, yes. but um, yeah, so good. All this stuff. It's like, I love like, it. It's like, oh, I could go like 8 million different <laughs> I know, directions. I know. It's like, I want to talk about, but um, <laughs> I know when I had first like emailed you about being on your podcast, yeah. you didn't email me back for a while. And I was confused. I was like, maybe she doesn't want to be uh, like me to be on her guest. But oh, then no. later, but later you did. And then I started listening to your podcast and you're talking about work-life balance. And I'm like, 
oh, she's not like me. She doesn't instantly reply to emails. And I think that's a healthy thing. I was like, oh, that's funny. I love yeah. that. At first I was like, I don't understand. Cause I thought you, you were like, have to be, that's not how you, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. love, cause your way, I'm like, that's way better. That's so mm. much more peaceful to have boundaries around email checking. Yeah. And be like, this oh, yeah. is my time to email. And but I just had never seen that role model to me before. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is great. I want to try to do that. So can you talk about work-life balance and how you do that? Because um, I didn't, I didn't want to make you feel bad. I like, I was confused because I had never done it that That's way. So but then good. I was like, That's no, though, so yeah. Good. That's so. I love that perspective. Your questions are so good, by the way. <laughs> um, and it's interesting. Okay, yeah. So I, I love this question so much because. It is, I mean, it's honestly something that I still struggle with work life balance. And in that vein, boundaries are, is it's everything. It's everything because ultimately I think probably the thing that I heard at the beginning from my coach, when I first started, she was like, you need to, or your business should fit into your life and not the other way around. Mm. So I always took that. And I mean, it's really what I built my business around as well as helping other moms to do that and to not get lost in, in the shuffle of business because it is, and I guess I'm going to back up a little bit now that it's, it's taking me to a place to really share. When I first, first started, I had, I was in a direct sales business when I had my two little ones were like under three and I was like, I just, I want, I'm feeling pulled to this direct sales business and something of my own. Like I just, and I loved the, like the feeling of like independence and power, all these things. I'm like, Ooh, and there's a community of women, but honestly it, I let it overtake me. This Mm -hmm. is, this is the piece of my story that I think I actually haven't, I don't share enough because Mm -hmm. it really is why I am the way I am and how I show up and how I teach, you know, and, and coach is because I really let it get to like the, the business. If you would have looked at my life and what I was doing and my calendar, you probably would have said that your business is your priority is your top Mm. in your life. And I think that's where I, it didn't feel good, but I also didn't really know another way. Like I Mm. didn't, No, I I guess. Yeah. I didn't know how to do it. What was that first step? So here comes my dog. Hi boobs. Um, so yeah, I think I always go back to that. And that was like the, an example of what I didn't want. And so now, and then growing this, you know, a simply big life, it's like, okay, so starting out, I'm going to start out with that foundation of what do I want? What are my values? And I know you mentioned, so the core values is huge. Mm-hmm. I actually do. I have the freebie that you can link for, you know, to yes. figure that out. So the key though, is what are your, your personal core values, but also your core values in your business. Yes. Yeah. Right. So literally designing, I think in it, I, I can't stress it enough, but it's like when, when we have that clarity, when you're clear, then the boundaries kind of set themselves mm. in a way, right? Mm. Like but, but then getting down more to the nitty gritty, Mm -hmm. um, it's because again, like if I had to choose right in a day, like I would take care of my family. Right. Right. But, but the, the reality is that every, every day is a little bit different, but that's where I set up my ideal week. Mm -hmm. And I set within that it's 
my office hours and I try to keep them. I will not lie this last week. I'm in the middle. I'm almost, you know, I'm getting ready to launch the course, like I mentioned. And, and I find myself, I'm like, Oh, I could do one more thing. Like I can sneak one more thing in after the kids come home. Like that's okay. I, here's the thing. I think it's the, it's okay to a certain extent. And there's some seasons of our life our business that's going to call for that, right? A little more hustle, a little more hustle. Um, however, I think if we're in a, like a consistent state like that, where we're always pushing, pushing back the boundary, it becomes, it's no longer a boundary. It's right. no longer the, our office hours. Like we, they don't exist. So it's up to us because we are as entrepreneurs, that's, that's the hard part. That's the hard part is that inner, like we're the ones keeping ourselves to what we said we would do. There's not really, there's not a boss. There's not, you know, other than your kids or your husband, like, Oh, you want to hang out with me? Like Mm -hmm. I'm over here. Um, and I've had, I've been, like I said, I've been there and I just know that it doesn't, it's again, it's that feeling of like, it's just, you're out of alignment. So Mm -hmm. the more you can recognize that feeling of what does it feel like when I'm out of alignment then you're like, okay, so then this is, and then, yeah, again, play with the boundaries, kind of figure them out, but then set them and communicate them. I think a big piece mm-hmm. of that is that communication with either your spouse, right? Or your kids, like, because mm-hmm. that's the thing right now, my kids are in person, but they're, you know, if they're home for some reason, I'm like, I'm still, there's, there is a time and a place to say, okay, mommy's working now. Like right. this is this, that's a, another boundary as well, protecting your work hours. Right. Um, and when I'm working from home, right, it can be easy. I think that's the other thing. It goes both ways. Like, mm-hmm. you know, set the boundaries both ways, but, um, I'm not gonna, I'm tr- I try not to do the dishes, do the laundry, do all the, you know, run the errands in my three hour work block right. that I set. Right. So easier said than done, but I know, I think the first step is setting them and like, Again, assessing the week and how much, how many hours do you want to work, right? What's your goals in your business? And then what do you value? And so like kind of mapping that all out. And honestly, that's literally what we do in the peace and productivity course. Like that's what we do because I think setting up the ideal week for your business and for your life, like then you have, it's like you have a template, you have a template to work from. Mm-hmm. I love how you say the word ideal. Cause it's like in an ideal world, this is how yeah. I would like it to work, but like stuff comes up like you, exactly. I don't know. And things take longer sometimes than you think they will to yeah. do. And we sometimes right. overestimate how much we can get done. And I heard a quote, it was like the best form of self-care is actually being honest with yourself and like estimating how much you can actually do. It was just, That's it was good. like, instead of overestimating, almost like underestimate how long something's going to take or like, totally. no, I think I said that backwards. Like assume it's going to take longer than you yes. think because it probably will take that length. And that's a form of self-care instead of trying to cram so much in, but oh yeah. man, there, again, there's like so many things <laughs> I want to touch on, but um, so essentially like identifying your personal values mm-hmm. and business values is very important. And you have like, that yes. could be a whole episode and you have episodes on that, but, yeah. and then form your boundaries off of those. And then yep. it's almost like coming back to your why, like, why did I want to keep this boundary? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Cause it allows me to experience this important value in my life, whether it's family, faith, yep. beauty, integrity, whatever your personal exactly. value is. 
So yeah. I will definitely put that in the show notes for you, yeah. you that free resource that you have, because yeah. that's just, it's a game changer when you can identify your yeah. values. It truly is. Yeah. So um, I guess I have two more questions. I want to hear about this course, share with my listeners about your course that you're working on. But I also want to know, how does an Enneagram 7 incorporate play into their life? How do you personally do that? Because a lot of entrepreneurs are threes, I find, mm-hmm. and we struggle yeah. with that, but you're, you're all about the fun. Yeah. That's your motivation. So how do you add fun and play into your life? And then also uh, share about your awesome course because it's going to be awesome. Yay. Okay. Yes. So I definitely think it's really funny because I, I don't know, I don't always like see myself as like a super fun person. Oh, <laughs> like I, I know it's weird because I almost like, maybe I don't give myself credit for it, but, um, but it's funny even hearing you like pull out the different things that I was saying when I talk, I do hear that I'm like, my motivation is to, is to enjoy things. And so, so it's interesting. It's funny, but I definitely, my big thing, I love music. I love Mm -hmm. dancing. I was thinking, as you were saying, even like the play breaks, cause we, you know, the, the reality is right. If you're, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a mom, literally for me, right. It's my three hour block in the morning. Um, and so it's, it can be literally like five minutes or like, in between a task, like if you finish, you know, after this podcast, then I do a little bit of stretching. Maybe I'll put on, you know, tell Alexa to play one of my like songs where, you know, and usually they end up being like the kids songs from like kids bop, to be honest. <laughs> They're like, like, um, I've got this feeling inside my something. What is it? Oh, kids got oh, the feeling. Oh, the Justin Timberlake. Yes, Dun- Justin Timberlake song. Yes. Yes. So yes. I'm really bad at like recalling things. So I wanted to say that before I'm sh- I've thought you might ask. So, um, anything like that or find your like party songs, the things that make you, if that's your thing. Right. Mm. Um, but honestly, like yours, like playing with my dog, who's looking at Mm. me right now, (laughs) like, um, for you thinking of the different ways, just even within your work hours. Mm. Um, but then honestly, it's been interesting to, as a, as I became a mom, I feel like, it's just, I, I want to more and more keep that spirit of like playfulness with mm. my kids because I, it's really easy for me to get into mom mode and like do again, I'm almost there. I'm like, okay, it's dinner time. It's bath time. Blah, blah, blah. Like let's do. So like infusing the moments, same idea, like infusing, finding the, the little gaps where you can like be silly, like, mm-hmm. and, and just go with that. I do think it's funny. There's usually times in the day where they start getting their like silliness bug comes out. And I'm like, all right, let me just like not fight it and just go yeah. with it and like make a funny face and make a funny voice and like just be silly with them. Mm. The trick is like for them being able to like rein it back in. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> I'm like, okay, mommy's done being silly now. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I don't know if that helps, but yeah. I think it's, yeah, something I'm still working on too, honestly. <laughs> It's, it's, um, embracing your inner child, like, and, and allowing the kids around you to show you how to do that. And sometimes I guess like that song that you mentioned, we love, that's like our go-to song when we're doing the dishes and we'll have dance parties too. That's like our, that's our song, actually me and my husband. So it's hilarious. It's so funny that you would bring that That one up, but, um, also before I forget, and before you talk about your course, um, 
your dog kept coming up and like licking your face as you were talking and people can't see the zoom that we're on right now but it was so hard for me to keep a straight face I'm like I think I might have to stop this recording and pause because it was just you're you're sharing this really serious thing and there's just a cute dog just slobbering all over your face and I'm like like, used to it it's like a kid Uh, like pulling at you and you're still like oh no I'm still talking about what I'm talking about I'm not even like phased by yeah (laughs) it was just really funny to watch so I just wanted to tell the the listeners that was going on behind I love it yeah you can see Ginger she's a golden doodle on my Instagram Mm -hmm. usually on my stories because she's a she's a fun one yeah nice podcasting buddy for sure (laughs) she is (laughs) yeah so plug your course tell us what it is who it's for and when it's releasing Absolutely. Okay. So it is the peace and productivity course. It is for busy moms who want to learn about time management and optimize their energy and then really just create those systems. Like we were talking about the rhythms, design your ideal week. And it's that, it's that clarity piece that I like, as I've been saying, it's literally, I will walk you through in 10 modules. It's a self-paced course where you'll still have access to me through a private Facebook group. And, um, you know, there's an option to get on Voxer together where we can go back and forth because a lot of this stuff, it can be, you know, it is so personal and individual and like, there's definitely going to be times where it's like, okay, but what about this for my situation? So I definitely wanted to design it in a way that we can stay connected But I also, the other piece is that we all, again, we all are so different, have different schedules. So I wanted to make it accessible to the woman, the mom who is, you know, literally she might be watching like a 15 minute video while she's folding the laundry, a 15, you know, listening to the 15 minute video while she's on a walk with the dog, like fitting it in, getting in that, in the best way, um, making it work for you. So Really, yeah, again, we're going to go through the 10 modules. It's the clarity piece, it's the energy piece, and then organizing with the systems. So it's got really all the things you need to be your most peaceful and productive self. Yeah. So it's like coaching with you, but in a course, um, course format. And you said it was exactly. on teachable, which has yep. an app. So you can do it super yes. easy on your phone. For those of you who don't aren't familiar with teachable, it's just, it's an app and you can, yeah. it's, it's awesome. So when yes. is, when is that coming yes. out? So say? it's gonna, it's going to launch and be available, um, May, like the first week in May. Okay. So I have, I will give you the link to put in the show notes for that, that you can join the email list. Okay. To be the first to know, because I am actually going to cap it at 25 women oh, okay. so because I want it to be very, you know, especially for this first round, I want it yeah. to be personal. Um, but like you said, and just on that note, as far as courses, they really, I think I mentioned at the beginning, but they're just my personal new favorite way to learn and to connect with amazing, you know, other women too, like-minded women, women who are going through similar seasons, um, we're trying to figure out like in, in this course, right. It's going to be women who want to find their balance and want to figure out what does that mean for me? How do I define productivity and how can I get more of it? <laughs> oh, I love how you, you said their balance. So yep. just find your balance or their yep. balance. Like, Oh, I love that so much. That's yes. So- um, before we hop into some of these rapid fire questions, just to end, is there anything that you didn't get to share that you wanted to share? I feel like we covered so much. I honestly can't, I would say the, uh, the only other little tip that 
I don't know that has helped me so much is setting timers for Mm. everything. And if you get in this, it it can be literally setting a timer, right? For your kids. Okay. For the next 15 minutes, we're going to clean up the basement or for yourself for the next 15 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever it is, I'm going to clean the bathroom or for the next 15 minutes, I'm going to work on my emails. And like, it's just these little mini focused times Hmm. where you're only doing one thing. And I think you mentioned the single tasking too. That's huge because multitasking is not really a thing. It's, you know, if we're trying to do, you can't really do two cognitive things at Mm. the same time. Mm -hmm. You can be cleaning a bathroom and listening to a podcast. That's one thing. Right. But really, if you're trying to do some deeper work and focus things, it's, I've just found that it's helpful to, okay, for the next 20 minutes, I'm going to work on this one thing. And then if I'm still want to keep working on it, because sometimes that just gets you in that motivation ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just reminding yourself, like, it's okay if I don't finish the whole bathroom, 15 minutes um, put in is better than none. And like some of a clean bathroom is better than none. And I'll pick it up again next time I set the timer. Because again, we're so like in, we just so many women I work with and I know like friends and family, we're like all or nothing. If I can't clean all three bathrooms right now, then I'm not going to do it all. And my husband's been really, he's, I said that one day to him and he's like, you could just clean one today. Like who says you have to do all three? And I was like, oh, I guess you're right. Like I just, I'm a three, very all or nothing. And he's not like that. And he's so, he's like in the, I think they call it the, um, the, what is it called? The head triad of the Enneagram where they use logic and rationale where I'm like very emotional in my decision-making. And so it was like, yeah, I can just do one bathroom. That's okay. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It is so true. I mean, I was the same way. I'm going to clean my whole house today or not at all. Mm -hmm. And I mean, hundred percent. And that's where I think it's like building that muscle. It's like leaving it somewhat after 15 minutes, like leaving it undone. If that's what you need to do, it builds that muscle. Like it's okay. I'm not Mm going to die. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be okay. And I will finish it when I do, you know? Yeah. Or even if you're like reframe it as I'm just going to pause it. Like instead of like, I know for me, undone would almost feel like, uh, I didn't, I didn't succeed. But if I'm like, it's just pause, I'm still going to finish it. But yeah, (laughs) that's just how my mind works. I love it. I love it. Maybe as a seven, that doesn't matter, but right. It's, it's true. I mean, it's, it's still a work in progress for me too. That all or nothing thinking is, Hmm so pervasive in every area. I feel like, yeah, yeah, for sure. But we can, we can change. We, we God can. has designed our brains to change. Yes. So we can definitely change the way we think about cleaning the bathrooms or how we run our business. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so exactly. yeah, well, I have some rapid fire questions here and yes. um, yeah, I asked them to all my guests. So it's interesting to hear different answers coming up. So, yeah. so like some of one of the questions, like what is the best business advice have you ever been given? And that's hard. So just like whatever comes to mind really. So, okay. Yeah. So what is the best part of entrepreneurial life and what is the hardest? Yeah. So I think getting to create like my own method or my own, you know, share something that I've created and use that part of my brain um, and learning new things pretty much every day is the best part. And the hardest part is the imposter syndrome. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. I, it's crazy that like one day I can feel like I got this. The next day I'm like, what the heck? Like, yes. <laughs> who am I? What am I doing? Why, why am I here? So 
Yeah. Yes. It's like, who am I to speak on this? Yeah. I don't have it all together. And then yeah. that's where you're like, God called me to it. So exactly. Like, I'm going to exactly. have confidence. I'm going to borrow his confidence in me because yes. like I'm using his abilities and not my own. That helps me at least with the imposter syndrome for sure. 100%. But I get it. I've been there. I am there still. Sometimes, yes. So. Yeah. I think it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's nice to know that other people experience that too. It's like, you're not the only one in the imposter syndrome boat. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So who do you look up to in business and why? Yeah. So I would say probably my first business coach, uh, Julie Landy and she, because, and she's the one that I told you, she gave me that advice to really my allow my, that my business should fit into my life. And I think the way that she coached, like she really walked her talk mm-hmm. and her life was represented. Like she had an amazing marriage. She was, oh, you know, took care of her health, all these things, but her business was thriving like crazy mm-hmm. and still is, you know? So I think, um, yeah, definitely. I look up to her, but I also just anybody who's in the, in that, in that realm who is, really truly like that authenticity living you know walking their talk basically mm, I love that that you can have a thriving business but be balanced yeah it doesn't have to be you give up your health to have a successful business it totally can be you can have that all in that sense that balance yeah. I love that yeah um what is something you wish you would have known from day one of running your own business yeah so that i don't have to have it all figured out right now Mm. (laughs) because as you know, I'm sure as you know, I feel like as entrepreneurs, like we're always like evolving. Our business is evolving like alongside us as we're growing as people. Um, So who I was five years ago or, you know, really three years ago when I started this business is so much different um, than who I am today. And so the clarity around the direction I want to go in my business is so different. So even now that helps me to look back and be like, okay, so three years from now, I will be even, you know, even more evolved. So it's like when I'm sitting here today trying to like map out all the steps, like I don't necessarily have to, again, like you don't have to see the whole staircase. Mm. You can just take the next step. um, And it's easier said than done, but I think that's like, again, part of that peace, part of that peacefulness. Yeah. And it requires faith. Like, okay, you're calling me to do this, God, but I don't see in the natural, like, how is it going to work out? But just if you know the first, the the first step or the next step, like just do it and just trust to provide the next step. So I I love that. You just, you know, one step, that's all you need. Do that. Exactly. Worry about, or you don't even have to worry about the next step. It'll come when you're supposed to take that next step. Yeah. Love that. Love it. Um, what is the best business advice you've ever been given? Yeah. So I think in addition to that, you know, like really that your business should fit into your life is I that we don't have to be in all the places like on social media or all the different mm. platforms. Um, and I think and nobody flat out told me that I'm sure I've, I've just heard it in different people, but I know that to be true as well, that because that will lead to that burnout also. Um, so the truth is right. And even I think, you know, with Krista Grasso, who's that leaning out your business is just this idea of like really focusing on the things that are for you and letting go of the things that are not for you in your Mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. When you said that, I just felt like relief. I'm like, Oh, it's, it's okay. I'm not on Pinterest. Okay. Cause I was, I I was like, maybe that's a good example. Cause everyone else is on that. 
It That's seems a really like good example. It seems yes. like everyone's there, but a lot of people are I'm not. not. I mean, I am technically, but I don't show up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, then I feel that guilt and I'm like, no, no. Yeah. And it can be okay. so easy to want to like copy someone else's pattern of success. Like they got a lot of like exactly. clients from Pinterest. So maybe I should go there, but it's like, so wait, true. did God tell me to go on Pinterest? Or is he yeah. saying, stay on Instagram? I want you on yeah. Instagram. That's where your community is. That's yeah. where I'm sending clients for you. So it's like, be spirit led, even with your social media use. Oh, absolutely. I love that. That's such a good point of don't, don't follow other people's pattern because Mm -hmm. we're all different. Yeah. (laughs) Might not end the same way that you're thinking it will. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, what is something valuable you learned from making a mistake in business? So, so my, this is a good question. Um, Uh, I have a planner. So when I first started, really, I started a simply big life thinking that that was like all I was going to do. I was just going to create a planner because I couldn't find one that was, that worked for me in my life. So that's where it all started. And then it just evolved. But, um, when I first went to start, I had no idea. I mean, no idea what I was doing. Like how do, how do you even like create a paint, like a product, a physical product, Um, so I made, there's so many mistakes along the way in that first evolution or iteration of the planner. Um, I, (laughs) I ended up with 300 huge, the planner was huge. So you can't see my hand, but it was just huge. It was like massive behemoth. And I got like 300 shipped from India and they were in, which the shipping cost more than like it cost to produce them. Mm. So it was just like, right. Like I think that whole thing, um, that whole, so they ended up in my basement and that's a whole story, but, but, um, the, the research, I think. So again, I like, I like what you said about the failure and the, like, I truly believe, and maybe it's that seven, that positivity in me where I'm like, literally like, that's what life is, right? Like we're like, not always going to like, everything's going to be this massive success. So I didn't, I still don't look at it as a failure or even like mm. a mistake. Like I'm like, it's just, I did better the next year. Like I mm. did differently and better and I just stepped it up and then I did better the next year. Right. Like yeah. this current iteration is like, I feel really good about it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I do it's, I, I'm fine with the word mistake and failure. I'm like, okay with it but I also don't like resonate deeply with it because it's like, Mm. it's just an opportunity (laughs) to learn. (laughs) Yeah. And and maybe that's me as a three, like failure is like the worst thing you could ever call me because we're so success motivated. Like I'm here successful and failure is the opposite of that. So that's maybe why it doesn't matter so much to a seven. I always wish I was a seven. I'm like, they look so fun and they don't have all my problems, but they have a unique set of struggles. So every every number has their, their weaknesses and their But yeah, you're like, okay, maybe I won't order from that company from India again. Maybe I'll make it smaller because it's massive. And like, you learned, you learned. So that's what it's all about business learning as you go and tweaking. And it's again, that intuitive living piece like, oh, I I didn't really like how three pieces of cheesecake made me feel. Maybe next (laughs) time I won't eat so much. I'll spread it out over the week. Like no judgment, no judgment, just grace. Like I'll tweak it next time. So it feels a little better in your business or your food or your exercise or whatever. So. 100%. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that so much. Yep. So last question to end is how would you personally define a holy hustler? So someone who dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love it. Someone who aligns their days with their values. Mm. 
I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And I know one of your values I've heard you say is faith, faith too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what does that mean to you? Like living in alignment with that value of, of faith day to day? Yeah, I think it comes back to, and I love that question because that's when I'm talking about values. I think it's easy for us to say, oh, health, faith, freedom, these are, but what does that mean to you? Again, that redefining and defining for ourselves. So for me, it's the relationship and the day in, day out, and trusting that there's something bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. There's someone out that, you know, God obviously is what I believe that there is that He's got a plan for me and he created me for a purpose. So that faith piece of my value, it's again, and when I'm living in alignment with it every day, it's inviting him into those spaces, every Mm. single space. So I'm praying throughout the day. I'm asking for his guidance and his clarity. I'm giving, I love how you said, like I'm giving him those worries and like letting him, you know, delegating that to him because he didn't, designed me to, to hold on to those and to, you know, so Mm -hmm. I love that question. Yeah. Yeah. And so like faith for you, you said is relationship. So you live that out. You, you practically experience that and design your day around it by communing with him throughout the day, like checking in with him. And I, oh, I love that. And you said it was a good question and it's because I stole it from you because you used it on one of your podcasts and you were like saying, you made the statement that someone might have the same value as family as you, but it might mean something different. Mm -hmm. And when you said that, I was like, Oh, I thought everyone who had the same, like one of my values is, is spirit led. So I'm like, I thought that would mean the same thing to everybody or like, um, justice is one of mine. I thought that would practically like be the same, but it's it's like, this is what it is, right? Like it is. And it makes sense. It makes sense. And that's why I love having that conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, this has been awesome. I told you, like, I was like, Sarah, can you like keep an hour open for this call? And we went like an hour and a half because there's so so much. And I feel like we could have went for like eight more hours, but (laughs) people don't really like to listen to eight hour podcasts. (laughs) But this was uh, awesome. I really do yes. believe it was spirit led. We were both praying over it. And this is so cool that this is the very first interview I will Yay. be releasing on this podcast. So it is just, oh it, it was such a good conversation. I can't wait for people to listen to it. So thank you for coming on the show. Oh my goodness, Nyla. It was an honor. And thank you so much. It was, it was so much fun. Again, this is what amps like gets me. So like my juice is flowing. So now I got to go like dance it out. Cause I'm so like, <laughs> I'm like on cloud nine. This was so much fun. Thank you. We'll both be listening. We'll go, we'll both, <laughs> yeah. uh, just not Justin Bieber. Well, maybe, but like Justin Timberlake can go <laughs> do that. Maybe in whatever that song is from totally. Troll, I love it. I love it. Thank you All so right. much. <laughs> well, happy dancing. Yay.